You are now tuned in to your weekly Bible training series filled with adventure, answers, and revelation. Not for entertainment, but for illumination of the Spirit. Take notes and ask questions with your host, The Remnant. Hey, this is your girl, The Remnant, and I have an interesting Bible training session for you today. I will be discussing the topic, who is the Holy Spirit and how should he be treated? Now, let's jump right in. A lot of people don't realize it, but unintentionally have overlooked the Holy Spirit for centuries. That's right, centuries. Logic proves that because God is a three-part being in one, what we call the Trinity, we must know and understand that the Holy Spirit was present and operating along with God. God the Father and God the Son since before the foundation of the world was framed. He was not just thought of or just now created, nor did he pop into existence for the first time in the upper room on the day of Pentecost. But before I dig deeper into this lesson, let me read this passage so that we won't get ourselves in trouble as we venture to embrace who he is. Take a look at Matthew 12, 31. And so I tell you, Every kind of sin and slander can be forgiven, but blasphemy against the spirit will not be forgiven. Anyone who speaks a word against the son of man will be forgiven, but anyone who speaks against the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven, either in this age or in the age to come. Now, to fully understand what Jesus the Christ was telling us here, we need to understand what blaspheme is. So allow me to share the English language learner's definition of blaspheme. It says great disrespect shown to God or to something holy, something said or done that is disrespectful to God or to something holy. So in layman's terms, Jesus is saying anyone who speaks a disrespectful word or does something that is of disrespect towards the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven. Now, let's stay there for a second. Upon me reading this passage for the first time, I was simply in awe. I mean, how can one not be? Here you have God in the flesh who came to die for us all saying, although you mishandle me, overlook me, talk about me, criticize and doubt me. That's all well and good. You can still be forgiven for those things if you ask. But if you do it to the Holy Spirit, you will not be forgiven. People, we must be careful how we handle the Holy Spirit. We can't be out here playing church, acting like we shouting and claiming the spirit was all over us and made us run around lying on him when you really just wanted to show off your new shoes or your new outfit. You can't afford to doubt his existence or his guidance. Jesus tells us exactly who he is in John 16, 13. Look at what it says. But when he noticed the Messiah did not say it as if there was no connection to humanity. But when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak of his own. He will speak only what he hears and he will tell you what is yet to come. So how should we be treating him? Well, Ephesians 4, 31 through 32 says, do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. How do we grieve him? You ask. Look at verse 31. 
Get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling, and slander, along with every form of malice. Verse 32 explains how we should be. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as Christ God forgave you. So now let's look back at the Old Testament scriptures as reference that the presence of the Holy Spirit was operating even before Jesus stepped on the scene. Let's take a look at Isaiah 63, beginning at verse 7. I will tell you of the kindness of the Lord, the deeds for which he is to be praised, according to all the Lord has done for us. Yes, the many good things he has done for Israel, according to his compassion and many kindnesses. He said, surely they are my people, children who will be true to me. And so he became their savior. In all their distress, he was too distressed, and the angel of his presence saved them. In his love and mercy, he redeemed them. He lifted them up and carried them all the days of old. Yet they rebelled and grieved his Holy Spirit. So he turned and became their enemy, and he himself fought against them. Look at here. Then his people recalled the days of old, the days of Moses and his people. Where is he who brought them through the sea with the shepherd of his flock? Where is he who set his Holy Spirit among them, who sent his glorious arm of power to be at Moses' right hand, who divided the waters before them to gain for himself everlasting renown, who led them through the depths like a horse in open country? They did not stumble like cattle that go down to the plain. They were given Rest by the spirit of the Lord. This is how you guided your people to make for yourself a glorious name. So now, do you still need proof that he was there during the Old Testament? Okay. Psalms 139, 7 and 8. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. Okay, come back, Isaiah 61 and 1. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners. Okay, we need to go back even further. Let's go to Genesis where it all began. In the beginning, God created the heavens and earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep and the spirit of God was hovering over the waters. Now, if you just need further clarification of who he is, listen to this biographical sketch and then you yourself determine his worth and the amount of reverence he deserves in your life. Matthew 1 and 20, but after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. Well, would you look at that? It was the Holy Spirit who was the doctor performing an awesome procedure of the immaculate conception. Acts 13 and 2. While they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart from me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. Once again, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart from me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. 
It's the Holy Spirit that empowers the gifts that are in you and what you're called to do. Second Peter 1 21 for prophecy never had its origin in a human will, but prophets, though human spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. Second Corinthians three seventeen. Now the Lord is the spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. First Corinthians six, 19 and 20. Do you not know that your bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You were bought at a price. John 14, 16, and I will ask the father and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. John 14, 26, but the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. That's Jesus talking y'all Romans five and five and hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. First Corinthians three sixteen. Don't you know that you yourselves are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in your midst? Luke eleven thirteen. If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Matthew 28, 19 through 20. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Now that's enough said right there. And that's just a few passages from both the Old and New Testament referring to who the Holy Spirit is and what he does. What else can I just say except that I love him? He is Godhead in the earth today. He is the Godhead that woke us up this morning and he is the Godhead that will be here till the end of time. Review your relationship with him and give reverence accordingly. God bless.